You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Whether you're hunting the back 40 or chasing game deep in the backcountry, the all-new Razor Guide Pack from Outdoor Edge has it all. Coming in at only 12 ounces and in a premium wax canvas roll pack for compact storage and travel, the Razor Guide Pack is seven blades in total, including a 5-inch replaceable blade folding knife, a 3-inch replaceable blade caping knife, and the flip and zip saw for wood or bone. For more information, visit OutdoorEdge.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All right, Blake. Up, welcome, man? welcome to the to the show. Good to be back. It's been a long time. It's only been a few years, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> God, how many years? Five, four or five? I think we've been doing this four and a half. It, it, I mean, it was. About, I remember sitting around your kitchen table like we are now, but at your old house. Yep. Out in the boondocks. Yep. That was a long time ago. That <laughs> was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, for any any old school um, OG listeners of Southern Ground, you may recognize the sweet, sultry tones of, mm. of uh, Blake Eccles. <laughs> I don't know about sweet, sultry tones, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if that's maybe, the maybe right Maybe just another redneck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, man, how's things going? Going good, dude. Doing going well? really good. Yeah, man. Just, uh, yeah, getting older. Trying to raise kids now, so I got a few more kids since the last time we did a podcast. Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got a bunch of them. Yeah, I got three. You got a bunch of them. So I'm trying to think where we were at, um, at the the last time that you were on the podcast. I know. Uh, I'm trying to think. You, were, I think you had been starting to get rocky, maybe into some, uh, into some squirrel hunting. Yeah, I, yeah, I think we talked about that. Yeah, so Rocky, my he's eight years old now, um, and yeah, man, I'm I'm just kind of I'm trying to like share the outdoors with him where and meet him where he's at, if that makes sense. So I kind in the beginning I, I tried to take him deer hunting with me when he was younger, and that just uh, that was tough, you know, with a three year old trying to take him deer hunting was was hard. Um, so we got into squirrel hunting. I, I've never been a squirrel hunter and I mean, I love it now, but I just love taking him out. And uh, he actually, he shot his first squirrel this year on his own, which was so cool, dude. He, uh, it, it was all, we were sitting up against a tree. We were in the national forest. We had paddled to this one place just to make it cool, you know? And I knew there was a ton of squirrels there cause nobody we hunts do the them there. Same stuff. Oh, really? We do the same stuff. <laughs> Dude, it was, it was so much fun. We camped out that night. Like, it, it was cool. But we got out to this tree, and this squirrel came out. And I couldn't really see him good, but Rocky could. And I was like, listen, if you get a shot, you can shoot him. And uh, so he takes the safety off, and I'm thinking, buddy, he's about to shoot. And then I can feel him shaking, like like getting buck fever, and pulls the trigger. And all I hear is something hit the ground. I said, did you get it? And he said, I don't know. I said, where's it at? And he said, he fell down. I said, let's go get him. So we ran over there and dude, he's dead as a doornail on the ground. That's and, so cool. But it was so cool just, uh, like, like seeing him get that pumped about it, you know? And, uh, yeah, it was awesome. But he, he picked it up. He was like, all right, gotta go cook it. <laughs> I was like, let's see if we can get another one. <laughs> That's exactly, that sounds like Hawk. The first time yeah. I took him, he was like, he it was uh, not this past February, the February before that. I think it was right after deer season was over squirrel season was still going mm -hmm. and uh, uh i took hawk out and we shot one squirrel and he was like all right let's go 
Yeah, man. And we went home literally right then and cooked it. <laughs> we left, so funny. went home and cooked it. Yeah. And that yep. kid, we, we sat right here where I'm sitting at. He sat right here on this corner. Yeah. I sat right here and we chowed down on that one squirrel. That's awesome, man. It was yeah. so cool. That's cool. Uh, but right now, um, you know, he's, he's actually, he's kind of getting to the point where he actually, it's not just dad taking him to do what dad likes to do like he wants to go do the stuff oh yeah he loves it i took him fishing we were at the beach this week yeah i took him fishing he caught fish saltwater fish now yeah which i don't know if you fish much saltwater but those little like trash fish basically on the piers yeah they're they they make a living robbing people's hooks like they're good at it yeah and so I was, I was kind of concerned. I took him out, and I had this little kid rod. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like a princess or Spider-Man rod or anything. It was a real Zebco, but yeah. it was a kid's, kid's setup. And I was like, man, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see, because these fish, they're fast. You know, you put a little piece of shrimp on there, they're quick. Yeah. And that kid caught three of them on his own. That's Hook good. set, everything. He I, just turned four. Don't turn four. That's good, man. That's good for I was a excited, man. man. Yeah, that's great. I was pumped. That's cool. And he wanted to do it. That's cool. So you've got... Blake, I don't even... How many kids do you have got now? three kids Three now. kids? Yeah, so Rocky's eight, Isaiah's five, Sipsy's two. Okay. So uh, two little boys and a little girl. So I'm pumped. I'm pumped about getting the little girl in the woods too, man. Girl dad. Yeah. Yeah, it's different. I mean, she's only two, but it, it's already, you know, I mean, she's just so different than her brothers were, man. Yeah. So, but it's, it's fun. Um, I'm going to try, like with her, man, like if she's into it. I'm going to have her right there with the boys, you know, paddling in and shooting squirrels or whatever we got to do. <laughs> Water access squirrel Water hunting. Water access squirrel hunting, man. Yeah. It's hardcore as hardcore gets. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, man. So, um, Blake, you uh, you were the original co-host of the Southern Ground Hunt podcast. The the original co-host. Yeah, dude, I miss it, man. Yeah. I miss it. I, I mean, I, I miss hanging out with you. I miss talking about hunting all the time. Like, that, yeah. was, that was the fun part about it. It was know? a season of life, man. I think that's all it was. It was the season of life. And, yeah. And you, uh, your business owner, I wasn't a business owner at the time. Mm-hmm. I now completely understand <laughs> everything. And it was like, man, I just don't have the time. Right. To be able to put into it. Yeah. Um, but tell us, how, how's business going? Business is going. Since last time we talked, since the last time we talked, man, it's going a lot better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's one reason, you know, I I pulled out is because uh, I just got to a point where I had a lot to learn, man, and and it was tough, and and having more kids and just trying to grow. Um, you know, another thing was we. It, it was really important for us for my wife to stay at home with the kids. Like she, that, that was like kind of her dream, and it was like, all right, well, it's now or never. You know, there it's not gonna be long. We got a short window here, so we got to make it work. And, uh, but yeah, now it's good, man. I'm just, you know, still grinding, trying to figure out how to make it work. Um, but, uh, how's that going? <laughs> <laughs> better now than it was. Have you figured out a way? No, I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, you, yeah, I guess I kind of have, man. It's a process. I'll yeah. die. When I die, that's when I figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm just going to have to keep going until I die, man. That's right. And, uh, and yeah, I think, you know, one thing that I've learned through this whole journey of be, like being a business owner is you just you have to wake up every day and get after it and like kind of what we were talking about earlier you can't just like hard work is going to get you really far but you got to be innovative you got to think you got to constantly be uh just trying to evolve in a sense and if you just stay the same your paycheck's going to stay the same too and inflation is not you know like like things are gonna go up it's been proven it's been proven yeah i mean i you know the past few years with me like you as soon as you get comfortable and you don't keep moving forward, like, yeah, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get where you want to go if you want to go somewhere good. Yeah. So, dude, you're so right, and and it's funny, you know, you hear we're talking about that at that time frame, and I was so bummed, man, because uh, <laughs> I, I love hosting a show with you. It was so much fun. We had a good time. It was awesome, man. Uh, and I was so bummed, and but but I totally, I, I definitely understand it, and it's honestly the reason why we're doing a lot of this, the, the merge that we're doing with uh, with chasing tails and going to be the Southern collective. Um, that's already started, you know, it's already going strong and it's been, it's been a a really fun process, but it spurred from a moment of where I was like, I'm either going to have to quit this thing or I've got to figure out something else because it was, it's not a secret. The hunting industry isn't a a moneymaker, right? Like, Mm -hmm. uh, I did ministry most of my career. That's also not a moneymaker. Right. Um, and so, uh, and I'm, I'm growing this business and I've got a young family, just like, 
just like you were, you know, right then, um, and still are in a lot of ways. And, uh, and so trying to just figure out how to make all that stuff work and trying to weed out the things that, um, that, that I could, mm-hmm. and, and there's a lot of non-negotiables. The way that I make a living is a non-negotiable, right? Like I can't quit my business because, sure. and, and keep Southern ground going. And so a, a quick conversation with Walter and we figured out a way that, Hey, we can actually, I think we can make this work and make it better, mm-hmm. uh, which is, which is a lot of fun, but it came from a moment of like, I don't know if I have time. I don't know if I have the, mm. or, or the capacity maybe, yeah. Um, time is, is I've got the time, right? I can make the time. Yeah. Got as much time as everybody else does. <laughs> yeah. I can yeah. make the time, but do I want to sacrifice time with my kids or t- time in the woods mm-hmm. even, you know, like there's been times with, with Southern ground where even though it's a hunting brand, I have had to leave a hunt, uh, not go hunting on a hunting trip, blah, 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 because I had to do something for Southern ground. Right. So yeah, it, it has gotten in the way of it before. Sure. Man. Um, podcasting has been tough whenever, when it's hunting season, I mean, you're sacrificing a lot of time. Do I want to do that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I get it, man. And I think, I mean, which first off, like way to get after it and actually make a change. Cause I think it's so easy. I know for me for, for years, man, like I, I got relatively comfortable and I didn't change and I didn't adapt. And, and what that meant is I didn't get what I wanted. I didn't grow the way that I wanted to grow. Um, and I think, um, like what you just said made me think about what we kind of talked about earlier is like having your why, like what is your why and, ha- and, 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 and having a vision. And if you don't have a vision, if you don't have a, a why behind it, then, then you're just floating, man. Like you're not going in any Dude, direction. And you are so right. Yeah. And, and you gotta have that to, uh, to guide where you're going and that's going to force you to innovate. It's going to force you to, to, to do new things, you know? And so I, I think it's awesome that you guys are doing this. I'm excited to see, you know, what y'all do with it. I think it's going to be great, but, uh, but yeah, awesome job getting after it. Cause that's, I, it's tough to make a change, man. And when I did, it was kind of funny when I saw your Instagram post of like Southern ground shutting down or something, I was like, is that a joke? He can't be shutting Southern ground down. It's not even April. Yeah. I was like, it's not April fools. Like what's he doing? And, uh, and and then I looked and I was like, man, he's making a change. He's doing something new. And I, I don't know. It, it made me real excited for you, man. Cause that's, I think it's a good thing. I, I will tell you one thing that, um, maybe it's, it, it probably happened in my, around the time I stopped working at the church, you know, mm-hmm. it was, uh, it was this, you, you know what it was? It was when I had kids and whenever you have kids, uh, your whole perception of time is changes like I remember sitting in my in my driveway one day and thinking my daughter's three at at the time I think she was three years old she's three years old we get to see my mom and dad and my in-laws maybe let's say on a good year three weeks out of the year right and so then I started doing the math well if they lived average age is what I don't know what the average I don't know, man. Ages anymore, maybe 80. Yeah. They live to be 80 and we see them for three weeks out of a year, how much time. And it was like less than a year or something Mm. of, of actual time that we have left. And so it changes everything. And I'm like, well, crap, she's three now, three times, uh, what is it? Three times six is 18. Mm. And, uh, like. I've only got six more of these seasons left or five more. Cause she's three now, you know? Yeah. That's, that's and, tough to think about. And you're like, gosh, dang man, time just changes. Everything changes so stinking quickly. I don't even remember the point that I was going to yeah. with that, but, but it, 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 it helps you take risks. That's what I was getting at. It does. Yeah. It helped me take risks. It's like, okay, I don't, I only got so much time. I'm 30 now. I've well then I'm, I was 30 then like, mm-hmm. I don't have a whole lot of time to make these changes. And one of these days I can't, you can't just say someday, you know, someday we'll do this and someday we'll do that. Like we just got to make it happen. Yeah. You got to, uh, one thing, uh, that a friend of mine says all the time is we don't do stuff tomorrow. We do it today. And that's been one thing over the past year that I've really tried to implement in my life is not saying, well, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, 
what I've come to realize, like when I say that and I don't put a date on it or I don't do it, then it's not going to happen, you know, and I, I've got to do it. Like, okay, when am I going to do it? If I'm actually going to do it, I either need to shut my mouth or I need to put a day in when it's going to get done, you know? Yeah. Um, and man, I think about, uh, like talking about like these seasons with our kids. Uh, I took Rocky, my eight year old out. This was, this has probably been, I guess two or three years ago now. Uh, and I, well, I guess it was two years ago in October and, uh, I took him out on a, a canoeing trip so we canoed out into some public land we camped that night uh, we hunted squirrels that night uh dude actually cooked them over the fire and made tacos and he still talks about how good those tacos <laughs> were today <laughs> i think the whole setting helped out a lot you know? dude oh my gosh <laughs> we just my dad and i did a podcast for father's day and we were talking about like the thing that made me fall in love mm-hmm. or make makes so many people fall in love with hunting is that yeah it's like it's the it's the camp. It's the fire. It's the, the cooking out. I mean, dude, it's it's the why. It's that, the why of our of this whole change. So go ahead. So yeah, we're, no. we're going to go into that here in just a minute. Yeah, and that, and it, and so we we went out. We did that. Shot squirrels. Dude, laid there and listened to coyotes. You know, just absolutely howling like crazy that night. It was so much fun. And I got back from that trip, and he had like, dude, he he brought like a, a little book with him and, and colored a picture of him sitting on the side of the beach by the water. And, um, it just, man, when I got back, I hadn't done anything with him like that all summer long. And it was October, you know, we had missed so many opportunities and I thought, man, if I don't start getting where I want to get, if I quit, if I don't quit working all the time, I'm going to miss all these opportunities with him and it's not worth, it's not worth it, you know? And so that sparked a big change in me to be like, all right, well, if I'm going to have these times with him, I've got to have some margin in my life to be able to get out there and do it, you know, because I, if I don't do it now, I'm going to wake up and he's going to be 18 doing his own thing. And we're, and I'm, I'm going to have missed those times. And that, dude, yeah. that was, I mean, that was one of the best weekends of my life, you know, and it was super easy. It was like 45 minutes away from the house. It didn't, it didn't cost anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was super easy. You're fine. That's fine. I was going to turn that uh, off. No, it, it didn't Sorry, even buddy. pick up in the mic. It's fine. I gotcha. But, uh, but it's just, I don't know, man, it, if you're not intentional, I, I think it's one of those, like I even had this, uh, this thought when I started really making some big changes in my life. And I was like, man, I could die and not have made these changes and have missed out on all this time with my kids. My business would still suck. I still wouldn't be making any money, you know? And, uh, so anyway, it's important to have that vision, man. Without, without a vision, you're not going to get Dude, anywhere. It, whenever we started, this is good. Whenever we started the Southern ground, uh, hunting podcast, back whenever it was, 2018, 17, something like that. Um, I remember a lot of our first podcasts, we we talked about that. I remember a podcast where we had both of our dads come in. That and podcast we, was awesome, man. And yeah. we, we had them talk about, like, a lot of the same stuff that we're, talk, that we're discussing. And, mm-hmm. and I look back at, at some of the titles, and we talk a lot about hunting camps. And, and I mm-hmm. think you had killed that first really nice buck. Mm-hmm. Uh, on your dad's yeah, my dad's uh, club. club. I, was, I was a guest that weekend, <laughs> and we talked about like hunting, hunting camp culture, and and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It was really important, and it was our why, and and people really responded well to it. Like, mm-hmm. like it it did well. It, it grew faster than I thought it would. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that was it. And and somewhere in there, you kind of lose lose track of it. You know, then you kind of start getting into the well. It'd be really cool to be able to make some money. Mm-hmm. and and blah 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 and you kind of just lose track of things right and 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 you don't mentally lose that you just kind of mm-hmm. lose track of the business and you're like well we've got these great guests and i and i've got to get give credit where it's due walter is the one who told me to read that book um the start with why and so i got to give him credit he's gonna be pissed that we're talking about it without him on the show <laughs> um but he uh he's the one who told me to told me to read it and whenever I read it, it, it just kind of came back and like a lot of our why moving into this new change has to, I mean, a lot of it has been so easy mm-hmm. because you're kind of re we, we're, I'm, I'm refocusing on, on the importance of, of that. And we've, we've run it these last few weeks. We've talked about it so much, but our Patreon group is, is the, uh, that's, that's the why it's mm-hmm. the guys it's the guys like jaybo that um it, that's a part of our group that we had on a, as a guest 
uh, not too terribly long ago. And, and, and he's the why, man, he's, mm-hmm. he's it. And, and, and that's not like, that's not even a sappy thing, but Jabo has found uh, value in that group because it, it's, it's helped him become a better person. It's not me. Mm-hmm. It's not Walter. It's not any of the guys um, or any, maybe even any specific guy. It's the, it's the camaraderie mm-hmm. and the conversation and, and the, the, the group, the tribe, you know, that's your people. Right. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I want to, I want to say that too, to people listening to this, like our Patreon group, man, like I'm, we don't push it and we're not pushing it right now as a way to, to take money from people or to, to really even make money um, from people. We're not, it's just not in the cards, honestly, right mm-hmm. now. Like, uh, it's going a lot back to how do we make this thing better? How do we make this thing a, a, a better community and a better tribe? And, and that does take work and it does take effort and it's, it's hard work, you know, yeah. it, it is what it is, but, sure. but it, it is the driving force of what we're doing, right? It's the community. It's the fire. Welcome to the fire. That's kind of going to be our, our little catchphrase, you know, yeah. tagline, I guess you could call it. I love it, man. Um, but going back to what you were talking about with your son, man, I think, I think when you see that, um, and, and it gets talked about, I mean, you can only talk about things so many times before you're like, okay, that's a trend. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have the same experience. Yeah. Right. They have that, like, that's what originally made them fall in love with the whole, the whole thing. Whether you're looking for a new knife for the field or the perfect everyday carry, you've got to check out Join or Die Knives from Richmond, Virginia. Join or Die is a small shop and a custom knife maker dedicated to creating handmade knives that are a cut above the rest. They make custom handmade knives to fit any need from the field, the kitchen, or just an everyday carry. And they come in several different steel and finish options. They've also got a ton of options for the handle as well. Plus, if you don't see something you like, you can always order a completely custom knife forged to your exact specs. I highly recommend you check them out. Get yours at joinordieknives.com and use the code SGHUNT to save 10%. That's all uppercase, all one word, S-G-H-U-N-T. This episode is brought to you by Bowtech, the industry leader in cutting-edge archery technology. Now, I've got to tell you about the new line of bows for this year, especially the new Carbon One, which is what I'm going to be taking in the woods this fall. The Carbon One is equipped with Bowtech's game-changing technology, the Deadlock Cam System, designed to be the quickest and easiest way to achieve perfect aeroflight without the use of a bow press. The strategically engineered carbon riser paired with the orbit dampeners will have this bow feeling completely dead in your hands. And if the Carbon 1 isn't your style, Bowtech has a solid line of other new bows for 2023, like the SS34, the CP30, and the SX80. You can see Bowtech's full selection by visiting bowtecharchery.com today. Well, I mean, that's what I think about. I mean, our dads, like when we did that podcast, I know we talked a lot about hunt camp, you know, and just the times we had at hunt camp as kids, man, it's funny too. I just thought about this, uh, like two weeks ago, me and my dad, we were having a conversation about like the, uh, uh, kind of our close friends and people that surround us and how important your community is. Uh, and he was asking me about one of his friends and the way that I responded is, yeah, he's a dude that I wouldn't mind Rocky being around the campfire with at, like at the hunt club or something. And because, and that to me, that's like, I don't know, man, almost like a sacred place, you know, being around the campfire and growing up for me, that community, man, I mean, those guys that I grew up hunting with are still close in my life today, you know, so I, I think it's cool, man. And it's, it is, I mean, there's something about getting around a campfire, especially when you're hunting together like that. And, uh, dude, me and my brother went on a, uh, a bear hunt last year and it was, we, I think we, we camped six nights or something like that. Every night we had a campfire together, dude, it was one of the best weeks of my life it was a recurve a traditional bear hunt correct uh for me yeah he had he had his compound and i had my recurve so and if i remember correct you killed one or you put Uh, a great shot on one and yeah i hit hit one yeah i shot i shot one my brother my brother could have he held back because it was a smaller bear and uh so he let it go actually we were stalking those bears at the same time uh, which was crazy because funny thing talking about the campfire the night before uh we were sitting around the campfire saying like man we need to just pack up and go home like we don't know what we're doing 
We had, and at this point, we had found sign for days, but hadn't seen a bear yet. Um, and it had been an awesome trip, but we just hadn't seen any bears, and we were just like worn out and dead, and thinking, "Man, there's no way we're gonna kill one." <laughs> and then the next morning, we both stalk in, you know, within 20 yards, and I shot. So yeah, I shot one with the recurve. I actually shot and missed, and he didn't move. I knocked another arrow and shot, and hit, I hit him. Like what, the way I what I think have is I hit him too far forward. You know, with a bear, you need to shoot him kind of center of the center, a little farther back than you would traditionally shoot a whitetail. And I think I hit him in the shoulder, and it. But it, it was a pass through, right? It was a pass through, yeah. and it had like bubblegum pink, the blood, blood on the fletchings, <laughs> the blood. It was perfect, man. I mean, the, the that blood arrow was you sent me was nuts. I'm like, you didn't find that? I, listen, man, I I didn't plan on trailing that bear. I thought he was going to be. 20 yards and done, you know, I mean, it looked perfect. And, uh, anyway, I, I ended up, I gave him like two hours just cause I didn't want to walk in on him, you know, cause he did run off. I didn't watch him die. And, uh, and where I was at was gnarly too. Like it was so steep. Like, I, I mean, it was, it was you, so steep. Yeah. Um, and it was like, uh, so it took me a while to get just down the, from where I had shot him to where 20 yards, you know, it was, I, I mean, I kind of had to climb down. And, uh, so I get down there and start trailing and dude, 12 hours later, still hadn't found him. I trailed him for like 400 yards, which is a long way for a bear. Um, Holy so, cow. But it took, it took me like 12 hours. Uh, I mean, in two hours, I had I had almost lost all blood. And then after that, I was kind of grid searching, you know, following trails. And yeah, ultimately didn't find him. Um, had another big one walk out in front of me on my way out that night. Like a, the one I shot was, I don't know, 175, 200, something like that. So fairly average, I guess. Uh the one I saw on the way out, like I don't, everything we see is bigger than we think it, or we think it's bigger than it actually is. But I would, I would, I would say over 300. He was a big bear, dude. He was Could so you have big. shot him? Like would it have been legal? It, yeah. If I would have been ready that, if I would have been ready, uh, I, I was not ready. Like I, I was, <laughs> I was walking. So I had made my way from basically the top of the mountain to the bottom of the mountain and was coming back up and it was just like dusky, dark. It wasn't, I didn't have my headlamp on or anything. And he walked out like, 10, 12 yards in front of me. He was huge. I mean, Were you huge. Scared? Uh, after I got scared. Well, it, it, it wasn't even scared. I was so dead, man. I was so tired because I'd been on the side of that mountain all day long. You know, I was so tired because I, I didn't bring any food or nothing. And I was determined to get this bear out of the woods, you know. And uh, so he stopped and looked at me. I looked at him, immediately started taking it. I took an air out of my quiver and knocked it. And right when I knocked it, he like huffed a, th- a few times and was gone. I mean, a hundred miles an hour the other way. Huh. And, uh, and then, and, but afterwards my first thought was like, man, he could have done anything he wanted to me before I could have <laughs> even reacted. I was so tired already, <laughs> but it was a cool experience. I just, you know, I heard something and I was like, what in the world? And then like, he kind of almost materialized. He came out of this real thick privet that was, that was growing he like came like from behind that wall almost, and dude, it was such a big bear. It, it was so much fun. But I actually looked uh, for the other bear the, the rest of the next day and never did find him. Uh, so, but it, it was a fun trip though. But though, but like what I think about is you know, dude, shooting the bear was awesome, especially being a recurve. And I would have been really really awesome if I would have found it. It still hurts to even think about it. But like the time we had together around the fire, you know, driving the trucks, trying to find spots like that. Like I, I mean, that's the stuff that. You know, I'll remember the, those times for the rest of my life, you know? And I mean, now it's like, it's, it's going to be a yearly thing. We're doing it every year. You know, yeah. I, I can't miss that. There's no yeah. way I could miss that. You yeah, know? man. I mean, that's the, that's the thing with, uh, like Patreon hunts that we do. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you have this, and a lot of decisions are made around that fire. You may not have a, an actual fire, but you know what I mean? At the deer camp or at the turkey camp, Yeah. a lot of the bounce and like, well, this bird was here. What would you think? Blah, blah, blah. I can think about, um. A, a pretty, pretty great example. Uh, uh, the Kentucky buck that I shot several years ago, a few years ago, nice buck. Um, we were in camp, and I'd done a lot of scouting, man, just tons of scouting, and hadn't really find found a whole lot that I wanted to hunt. And we were sitting around camp, and you know, just listening to guys like kind of put piece together what each person's seeing. You start finding consistency in its sign you know like well most people are finding sign maybe it's down in the bottoms that year or whatever uh okay a lot of people are saying the same thing maybe we need to focus into these bottoms well a lot of people are seeing them around uh um water 
you know, okay, maybe bottoms around water. You know, you start doing all that stuff. So I started doing that this this night and uh, bouncing things off. And, and we were looking at maps. And it was like this, oh, that spot. Mm-hmm. That's the one. Just from everybody talking and, and, and discussing things. And me and Clayton were looking at this this spot. And I think Greg Godfrey came over. And we were all looking at it, and I was like, that's where I'm going to go. I'm going there. Because everybody was like, yeah, that looks like it. That looks like the, the place. Yeah. And I'll, I'll never forget that day or, or that con- those conversations, you know, and, mm-hmm. and kind of having that moment. That's the thing that sticks out is like, it's like it all clicked. I get there before I even got my bow up. <laughs> that buck walks out, and I pull it up and shoot him. Another big buck comes out. Then another big buck comes out. And that was all before the sun even come over the horizon. You know what That's I mean? Awesome, like man. it was, it was just the spot. And so, and that decision came from that. I mean, dude, geez, almost any time that I've been successful and other, in a deer camp scenario, like where I'm hunting with other people, mm-hmm. the, the decision making almost always happens right there. Yeah, you know does, that's man. where you're like, how many times you've been sitting back in the lawn chair at deer camp? Like, I'm gonna go here. <laughs> then you hear somebody else say something. Ah, yeah, well, I'm gonna go to this other spot. Then, yeah, and then you go back to the other spot, and then you're you mm-hmm. just can't ever make your decision. I know it's funny, man. Yeah, I think I mean that's how it was on our bear hunt, dude. We're sitting around the campfire, like you know, for a period of time, feeling sorry for ourselves, and then we finally like, all right, we're gonna go. And we 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 threw everything out. The, we had learned everything we needed to know about the other spots, and we're like, all right, we're gonna try something a little different. And it worked out. Dude, last year too, uh, me, my dad, my brother went and we camped uh, at a national forest one night and we just like found this little spot to camp out. We're sitting around the fire talking about where we're going to go the next day. And we have kind of found an area that we thought would be pretty good. And we're all, we're hunting like relatively close. We could help each other, you know, if somebody needed to pull a deer out or something. And dude, that day ended up all three killing deer, which we, we all three shot a doe that morning. And, uh, and it was awesome, man. But it, but that, that campfire that night was so much fun. Cause we just sat around my dad hunted. I think he hunted 150 yards away from where we had that campfire and he shot the first deer. And, uh, but it, it was awesome, man. That's so much fun. Yeah. I, I love thinking about thinking about those times and, and memories that I've had in the woods and oh, dude, yeah, especially with dad, you know, but, but really anybody, right? really anybody. And I look forward to, you know, this year I'm going to be traveling doing this tagged out thing and my life is going to be a deer camp you know that's going to be that's what i was when you told me you were doing that man like i was that's what i was thinking about is the the when everybody comes in after a long day of hunting like when somebody kills a good one like or when nobody's killing anything and you're all trying to figure it out like you were talking about that's so much fun dude like that's, that's one thing i mean for me hunting like i mean don't get me wrong i love killing big bucks i like killing whatever i'm hunting for but really it's like who I'm going with, who I'm around. And now that my kids are getting into it, I'm like, you know, I, I, I'm so excited that my kids are going to be able to hang out with my brother the way they're going to be able to hang out with him, like at bear camp, you know? Uh, Cause I think about Rocky's eight. So in dude, I don't know, five years, he, he's going to be up there bear hunting with us, you know, and running around those mountains. And I'm so pumped about that. Just, you know, it'd be cool if you shot a bear. I mean, that'd be great, but really just yeah. to hang out with his uncle and me up in the mountains you know, and, uh, so it's something to look forward to. That'd be so much fun. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait, man. That'd Dude, be cool. it, it's so funny. My, my mother-in-law was talking to me a few days ago about, she said something about when I'm going to let my daughter date. And I was like, well, first of all, she's really young. We're just not even going to go there yet. I was like, but after she shoots a few bears with her bow, we'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I don't know what she thought about that, but, uh, kind of minute. <laughs> I mean, she's only two, right? She's only two, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm not going to get her that. a first bow till she's three. So, <laughs> <laughs> you got some time oh man blake dude um so what do what you got planned like what do you got for this season planned this season yeah man yeah this season uh it's gonna be a big one dude uh you know i think at the beginning of the podcast i said something about we don't do stuff tomorrow we go ahead and do it today i've talked about elk hunting my whole life you know and for years i've talked about doing a going on an elk hunt and so this year one of my friends brought up the possibility of going and i just went ahead and committed to it. I'll say, even if I can't get a tag, I'm just going to go, which I'm thankfully I'm gonna be able to get a tag. So, but, uh, but yeah, man, going, going elk hunting in September. Um, and then got a big bear hunt plan in October again. 
and then just deer after that. So in, in October, I'll be looking for deer, bear, and pigs, whatever I see. Uh, but but may, I'll mainly be targeting bear, but it'll opening day for deer is the same as bear. So now You killed another pretty dang nice buck the year after you killed the first one, right? Uh, yeah, I think I shot a nine point that next year. Yeah. It yeah. Was a- so that, yeah, that was with my son too, at the same hunt club I went to the year before. <laughs> people, yeah. I mean, I know, man, I'm not you're still out there killing deer. It, it ain't, yeah. it ain't that you just not podcasting anymore. Right. No. Yeah. No, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, and then this year, man, I plan on this year being a big year for hunting. I've gotten into bird hunting a lot too, like duck hunting. Yeah. I love duck hunting, man. And really it's the, the kayak aspect I, I everywhere i go i paddle in and yeah. i'll dude paddling in at night in some of these places where i duck hunt is one of the funnest things ever there's beavers out there. i mean you know what paddling in is like and dude i i love it so i plan on duck hunting a good bit I, i'm hoping to have a lot of my tags filled by november so i can kind of because it's hard for me to duck hunt when i you know when i need to be killing bucks yeah, you yeah. know so it's, i don't understand why people do it I yeah it's it, I, I can do it but it's hard yeah i don't <laughs> that's uh People ask me why I don't get into dove hunting. I'm like, I mean, I can hunt velvet bucks somewhere when velvet dove bucks. season's going on. I so. know, man. Dude, yeah, and I, listen, I love dove hunting. That's like an afternoon after work with the kids for me. You mm-hmm. know, I, I would much rather yeah, be I'm, I'm not, velvet I'm not hunting. scheduling things around around dove hunting. Right. Ever. Pretty much ever. Yeah. But it's like, uh, but duck's the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, I people tell me, oh, you would fall in love with duck hunting. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but I can be hunting deer around then. Dude, well, you can you, hunt deer another time, and it's like, eh, I think really. you would absolutely love it if you had three buck tags filled in Alabama. <laughs> then you See, would really thought, enjoy it. Yeah. Last year, after I tagged out, um, after I tagged out, I started looking at duck hunting stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, like for whatever reason. Yeah. I think I like maybe found some interest in it, and Instagram knew it. Yeah. And so it started just showing me a whole bunch of duck hunting stuff. That makes sense. And I was like, man, that'd be kind of fun to go duck hunting. Yeah. Because I was tagged out. Sure, man. Don't worry about nothing. Dude, one good thing about duck hunting, I found some good deer spots getting two yeah. duck spots. Yeah. I've got, man, I got one spot. It's so good. And it's a duck spot. <laughs> and nobody goes over there. It's it's just open. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I actually shot a, a six point there. Man, yeah, that's a, uh, I lost it. I didn't find that deer. <laughs> yeah. Shot, that, remember, that, that was, was last year, bow. right? Yeah. That was a tough one, man. That was and really tough. And y'all tracked that thing for? Two days ever yeah, yeah i made a I, I i made a bad shot on it um but yeah that hurt but that was one of my duck spots so but that was that was with a bow too not a recurve that was with my compound that was before i switched over for a time so you got you got elk you mm-hmm. gonna do archery elk now you doing archery elk with a recurve mm-hmm. as well yeah yeah so i'm trying mm. to get i'm trying to get that set up dialed right now which i'm pretty much dialed in um but just trying to, yeah, man, I don't know. I'm a little nervous about that. That's going to be a big one. But we're going to be there. We got 16 days, so we'll be hunting for 12 days. So we got to, you know, we'll have some time in the woods. Uh, that's going to be a lot different country than what I'm used to. So Heck, yeah. You going to Colorado? Colorado, yeah. Dude. Yeah. I've never been elk hunting, and I've never been western big game hunting, but I've hunted turkeys out there. Yeah, that's right. I mean... I listen, I love turkey hunting. Turkey hunting so much. It is, and I love doing it out west. Like, I don't travel to hunt out west a whole lot mm-hmm. at all during deer season, but yeah. I do for turkeys because it's just, I don't know why. I just love it. But the terrain and the the places that you see, yeah, goodness gracious, man. It, it makes sense why people love elk. <laughs> I, I get it. I, yeah. I think, I mean, I've done some, uh, you know, I used to backpack a lot, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I pretty much don't, don't backpack. Like, if I'm backpacking now, it's to hunt. Yeah. Um, but, uh, part of that is a time thing, you know, I do enjoy backpacking, but now I'd rather be backpacking with a gun in my hand. It's kind of uh, like fishing, uh, kind of yeah. like fishing for me. It's like, I'd like to go, but yeah, I'll do it in the off season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would love to backpack in the off season, Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but dude, just go into new places like last year doing that bear hunt in a completely new place that we had never been. Uh, and the terrain was similar to where we're at here. Uh, but it was just the mountains were bigger, mm-hmm. you know, and it was so much fun just exploring that new stuff and learning a new, like trying to find a bear. Uh, that was hard, man. I mean, it was so, it was, I, mean, I don't want to say it's very different than deer, but it was tough, you know, and, uh, and man, just doing something new. So yeah, got elk, deer, 
our elk bear and yeah, I'm gonna try to get a big buck again this year. I, I really want to kill a big buck on public land. I hadn't killed a big one on public land yet. So this time's year. coming. I know you're hunting in the right areas. I, I mean, yeah, I've had a few opportunities, but nothing, nothing crazy big yet that where I like, yeah, not, not the big one I'm thinking of, but, uh, I think I'm in yeah. the right spot. You, so. you are, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're in the, you're in a, you're, and you got it. Like you got the, the smarts, dude, I've heard people talk about once they started getting into squirrel hunting <laughs> that it just like upped their woodsmanship yeah. game, like a thousand percent. You know, you know, that's one thing that I've thought a lot about the past couple of years too, man. It's just overall woodsmanship. Like, uh, for me, you know, I, I grew up just dyeing the wool whitetail guy. Yeah. That's all we did, man. Like we, we, my dad worked his butt off. So when we were hunting, we were hunting for whitetail. Like that's what we did, you know? And, um, now getting into squirrels, uh, and we actually, uh, got into trapping a little bit too. Uh, one, one winter, me and my boys trapped some, which was really fun, but man, you just learn so much when you're out there and, uh, and, and duck hunting too, you know? So like these past few years, now that I've broadened what I do, I've learned so much more about whitetail, you know, like, I mean, uh, honestly hunting like bear hunting has helped me so much with hunting big bucks. And I've like, I've gotten so much better at finding beds and different things like that just from bear hunting. Hmm. Um, so, but, but, you know, a lot of it too, is just time in the woods. I think that's the most important thing, man. It's just being in the woods yeah. as much as you possibly can. Yeah. I mean, thinking about bear, uh, cause I hunted North Georgia mm-hmm. one time for deer and, and you, you have you, like, you have to figure out how to differentiate feed sign from a deer versus feed sign from a bear. Mm-hmm. And that's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're very sure. similar. Oh yeah. Like yeah. super similar. Mm-hmm. Um, and to the point where like, I was like, I think I found a spot. Like, I think I found a dang good spot mm-hmm. and for deer and took pictures of it or whatever, like posted them on Instagram and somebody local <laughs> responded like that would be bear sign. That's and it's hilarious. like, I, yeah, I yeah, it was a big buck. You yeah. Know? That's so funny. Well, one thing I, to me, and I don't know if this is a thing or not, but like, finding buck sign and finding bears correlated. Like if I, like I I started kind of looking for deer sign where I would normally try to be hunting a buck because they compete for the same food sources. Right. I guess in that kind of the whole deal, the bear you shot, didn't you like first see it because you heard it munching on those acorns or something like that? uh, It sounded like a squirrel, man. Yeah. It (laughs) sounded like, and then, and then I, as I was, it was, I heard it in the dark and it sounded like a squirrel up in the tree, you know, like just jumping around the limbs and then I could hear chewing, and I was like, "Oh man!" And I sat there for a second and could hear it moving in the tree, and I was like, "That's it. that's either the biggest squirrel I've ever seen in my <laughs> life, or it's a bear." <laughs> sure enough, it was a bear just eating white oak acorns. Like I mean, eating them like like a kid eating candy, dude. It was it was so crazy. It was to like see. Winnie the Pooh getting it out of the out of the getting the honey out of the jar. Oh yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and then I had to come along and ruin his day, but. It, it was crazy seeing that bear up there. I mean, it was, yeah, it was, it was tearing those acorns up. So. That's so cool. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, it sounds like fun, man. I, and I've, I've, I got to see a bear one time in Florida. Oh, that's cool. Well, actually I saw two bears in Florida. Uh, the first time was in bow range. Like mm-hmm. it was mama and a cub walked out in front of me and I was like, Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. you know, this is insane yeah for me like it was wild seeing i was in florida it just doesn't feel like i know yeah you should be seeing bears you know what i mean right uh it's like walking out of the palmettos big old black bear yeah and uh and i mean when you see that like obviously i had no intention of shooting them because you can't in florida right i knew if i saw one it was just gonna be just a fun thing to see cool to watch cool to watch and so but then you kind of like man that'd be kind of fun to hunt one of those I know, man. Once you see one, you're like, that'd be cool. Yeah, I've I've never had like a huge desire to kill a bear for some reason. Uh, like I've always, I, I, it's just never been something. I've always had a big, like I want to kill an elk, a caribou. Like I've always thought about that kind of stuff, big bucks, big white tails. But like bear has never been something on my radar until these past few years. And I was like, man, that's like real good opportunities, really close around Alabama because we got Tennessee, Georgia, uh, North Carolina. I mean, so you can get a tag relatively cheap in all these states, you know. And uh, but for me. Uh, I can I guess like my, the, like my hunting journey, the way it's gone is like, I've taken, like now I'm, I'm looking at bear and elk and I think I could have taken a different, which may have been a little easier and cheaper, but of, of trying to kill bigger whitetails, you know? And I think there was almost like a conscious decision made of like, all right, I could either spend my time to try to get a bigger whitetail this year, or I could go to Georgia, you know, and try to kill a bear. 
Um, or I could go to Colorado and try to kill an elk. So I think that's kind of the way that I've went because I'm trying to broaden a little bit, but now I'm coming back to wanting to kill a big whitetail. It's been the a while. good news is, is in Georgia, you can kill either one. I know. Yeah, you actually, kill both. I almost shot one in velvet last year. He, it was a really big eight point, uh, but he never got close enough. And I was hunting Gosh. my recurve. That's that's where it hurt having a recurve because if I, it would have been a pretty good poke with my compound, but I would have, I'd have taken it. You know, because I, I sat there and watched him for a long time. Gosh. And he just never, I mean, he stayed like 60. And he was velvet? Oh, yeah, full velvet. Yeah, that's kind of funny. And and Georgia's, Georgia's deer season opens, like, usually, like, right on the, like, they might be in velvet mm-hmm. yeah, early a September. week before, but usually they're hard horn. Right. I saw another buck that was hard horn already. Yeah. Um, but this one was full velvet. Dude, it's kind of funny. I was actually getting up from a spot and heading back to camp, and we were going to cook some lunch. And there was, you know, a thousand squirrels everywhere. And I always carry a judo point with me with my recurve. So I stood up, see this squirrel. It was like, And it was like 30 yards away. I didn't know if I'd hit it or not, but I was going to try to hit him. And I was going to cook him back at camp. Dude, so I draw back and going through my process trying to, and I'm, cause I'm looking at it as a practice opportunity, you know, <laughs> and I shoot and I hit right beside that de- or right behind that, beside that squirrel. And then I see three white tails shoot up. So I drop back down and I'm looking and it was three does and they throw their tails up and look around like what in the world just happened? Were they bedded down there? They were bedded. I never, I never saw them the way it was. They were, they were probably a hundred yards away from me and I never, I could not sit. They were behind. You were, a, were you on the ground or? I was on the ground. Tree? Yeah. They and they were behind a log, big falling down tree. So I shoot and where my arrow hit probably, I don't know, fifty yards from where they were at. So right in the middle of where we were. Anyway, Did you hit the squirrel. Nope, didn't get the squirrel. <laughs> the squirrel took off, barking at me and everything. So I go to get my. Uh, to, I walk over there to get my arrow. At this point, the does have kind of like moved off. So I like sneak over there to get my arrow. And I'm thinking maybe they'll come back and bed back down. You know. And, uh, so I kneel down to get my arrow. I look to my left and there's a cell camera right there. Like I'm touching it with my shoulder and, uh, and I'm sure, you know, my arrow and stuff was in the field of view of the cells. (laughs) I don't know what they saw. And so I'm sitting there looking at that and I'm thinking, golly, I can't believe somebody's already been in this spot. And I look up and here come up the other side of the ridge. Here comes a buck just walking up the ridge right where those does had been. I thought, oh my God. So I knocked an arrow and just, I sat there and waited on him for 10 minutes. And then actually a coyote started howling middle of the day. That deer perked up and walked off. And that was it. But he sat there and fed around where those does were bedded for forever. Holy cow. Yeah. And right, so I went up there after he went over the hill and just to talk about how bears and bucks kind of have the same areas. There was a big rub pole, like where the bears will like rub up against the tree and bite the bottom and top of it and stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that was kind of cool. But, uh, yeah. That's cool. It'd have been awesome, but yeah, he, he he stayed about sixty yards out. So, well, you know, you're a you're a trad a trad boy now. Ah, uh, so I'm trying um, to be. <laughs> so the next part of this show isn't really going to interest you that much, but we're giving away a bow. Oh, nice! It's not man. a trad bow. Nice. Um, so if if somebody wins this thing, they can't be in your club. Oh, that's okay, man. It's they'll get there <laughs> sooner or later. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know I'm that kidding. I'll ever be there. I don't know. Every I, time I, I miss an opportunity, I dream about a compound bow. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd like to kill something with a recurve, but I, and I've got one, and mm-hmm. I've practiced with it, and I, I'm decent you know, with it. I'm just not there yet, not where I'd want to be, but I don't know if I want to invest in, in it. Anyways, yeah, man. we're giving away a, a CP28 from Bowtech. Man, yeah. Uh, we talked about it in the last episode, but um, it's pretty easy to get. All anybody has to do is uh, just subscribe on YouTube. That's it. That's not bad at all. We're gonna give That's easy. We're gonna give uh, give it to somebody. Now here's here's a cool thing. Um, talking about the Patreon community and and, and all that stuff. Uh, each of our tiers, the the two tiers. There's five dollar tier and ten dollar tier. Uh, if you're a part of the five dollar um, meat buck tier and i could be wrong i want to <laughs> I'm actually positive i should have pulled it up what the actual <laughs> tiers were i like meat buck man i like that uh, a lot. actually I, you know what i'm just gonna edit this out i'm gonna find it real quick <laughs> I, do, um, I do like meat buck though that's my kind of tier right there buddy that, that was i made those ones i made those names that was ours our names 
It's meat buck and shooter buck. That's so good. I like that. Yeah, it's five dollars and ten dollars. Cool. Just want to make sure. Um. But here's the cool thing for, for talking about our Patreon community. We've been talking about that a lot. Um, if you are a part of the five dollar Patreon tier, uh, which is the meat buck tier, you get your name three times in the hat. That's basically. If you're part of the shooter buck tier, which is ten dollars a month, you get your name in the hat five times. I like that, man. Extra. It's like right? buying, a, buying a bonus point out west or something like yep. that. Yep. Yeah. And, and and we have a way that we're gonna do it. I know how exactly how we're gonna be able to People are like, how are you going to be able to figure that out with your YouTube subscribers? I've got a way. <laughs> How's I've that? got a way. I can't tell people how the, I can't oh, okay. tell people the process, <laughs> but I do have Cor- a way. Corporate knowledge. I've been thinking about this for like three days. Like, how are we going to make this? How are we going to give people three entries and five entries on a YouTube <laughs> subscriber list? <laughs> like, I'm going to have to unsubscribe and resubscribe. But dang it! Uh, <laughs> no, but it's uh, that. That's what it is, and. Um, so the bow is a CP28. It's a 28-inch axle-to-axle, so it's super compact. It's yeah, the bow awesome. I used last year. And it's got a ripcord arrow rest, a tight spot shift lock quiver, and a black gold Pro Hunter HD That's set up, man. sight. So it is set up. That's awesome. It has killed deer. It's been used, um, but it shoots great. Did you kill those deer with it? I did. Oh, man, yeah. That, uh, that adds a lot of value, yeah. dude. I did. I killed... Let's see, I, I, I meant to look up how many I actually shot with that bow. Um, it probably wasn't many. It was probably like 10 or 12, something like that last, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it over was the like, past few years. I think it was like five does and and, and one buck last year. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Um, it's something like that. So it's been used, but it's, uh, it's a great bow. Good bow, yeah. It's practically new, and I mean... We're giving it away, so yeah, man. And it comes from you, buddy. So. Yeah, well, are you, you gonna know, sign it extra before you send it off? If they want me to, oh, if I win, but I'm I wouldn't sign. want me to. Well, if I win it, I'm getting you to sign it. <laughs> but I will, <laughs> I will absolutely. Um, but yeah, all they got to do is go subscribe to YouTube, go do that. We're gonna announce it on uh, on another episode. Awesome, man. Not so, bad at all. Yep, you better do it quick. Get to it. Yeah, we've. I think we've got a a, a couple more to go before before Southern Ground. Just cease ceases to exist, man. So when is that coming? Is that in, in August? August first. August first, man. August first is going to be when the Southern Collective just all picks up and and takes off. That's awesome, so, man. I'm I'm real excited for you guys. I appreciate it, man. I, I appreciate you coming. Yeah, dude. It's been awesome sitting down, man. It's been fun. We'll have to do it more often. Blast from the past, dude. I, hey, holler at me, man. <laughs> I'd love to come sit down and talk for a little while. Awesome, dude. Well, do you remember Blake when whenever we uh we we used to sign off in in the oh, old man. days with the God gave you dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and the beasts of the earth. Let's go out and exercise that dominion. Yeah, I remember that. We uh, we still do it. Yeah, we still do it. But that is one thing. I'm like I want to try to figure out a way to keep it because I like it. Keep it, man. I want to keep it in there some some way. I'm gonna have to make sure Walt Walt uh let you throw that in there. Is okay with that. Yeah. Oh, well. You know, ask for forgiveness, not permission. Well, for now, God gave you dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and the beasts of the earth. Let's go out and exercise that dominion. Talk to you next time.